Welcome to the LAR Ed Tech Our Teaching Practice podcast, where we explore the experiences of Okanagan College instructors associated with their day-to-day teaching practice. Today, I'm joined by Christina Nelson, who is an instructor with the Therapist Assistant Program, and she's based out of Kelowna. And uh, we're doing this interview over Zoom because I wanted to find out a little bit more about a pilot project that she's been involved in concerning LAR Ed Tech. And we're asking various instructors to pilot these polling platforms. And uh, Christina has been working with Kahoot. So first of all, I want to welcome you, Christina. Welcome. Thank you, Carl. And I'd like to know a little bit more about your experience of using Kahoot. And maybe we we could start off by, first of all, have you used this platform before? Yes, that's actually why I became involved in the um, pilot project in the first place. I was asking my department chair if there was any funding in our budget for a quiz platform such as Kahoot, an interactive quiz platform, because I had reached the end of my free trial with Kahoot. So I was already using it in the classroom. However, my features were becoming more and more limited as to what I could do for free and coming to kind of the end of being able to use it with students at all. And uh, I had perfect timing because it just so happened that right when I made that inquiry, the pilot project was getting underway and Kahoot was one of the platforms involved. And so I, I went with it because it's what I know and what I'd already been using. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about let's say a a typical class, a typical day when you would use Kahoot and maybe start from the preparation. So you're getting ready for a class and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to engage with the students with certain questions. What would be involved in using that platform and getting ready? And then actually, what would that class look like? Yeah. So I use Kahoot primarily as preparation for quizzes. I hold frequent quizzes in my course, test the content because I try to have more assessment in the rest of my course that are based in what they'll actually be doing in the field. And so Kahoot I use to help reinforce some of the more factual based learning that we do. And so I typically set up the quiz and my Kahoot at the same time. And Uh so for every quiz I hold, I have a corresponding review, review Kahoot that I also kind of do with the students to prepare them for the quiz. And I try to make the questions not exactly the same. Some questions will be repeated on Kahoot, but usually the opposite. So if I have a true-false question, I'll have the wording for the true version on Kahoot, and then I'll sort of flip it so that when they read it on the quiz, it's actually the wording has been changed. So they have to choose false to try to ask the same actual question, but in a different way so that it reinforces the learning and hopefully gets ingrained in their brain a little bit better with all of the repetition. And so the way I've been doing it this semester, though, I'm sure that there are better ways. But so far, what I've been doing is we cover content one week, and then the next week, we start class with a Kahoot review of the content we covered last week. Then we learn the new content. And then at the end of class, they get tested on the content from last week that we just reviewed at the beginning of class. So just trying to repeat the same information with time in between so that it sort of gets into those like deeper layers of memory, the more longer term layers of memory for them. When you say that maybe there's a better way, it sounds like actually that's a way that's tied nicely to how we understand people learn. 
this continual retrieval practice, the continual revisiting of the concepts. It, it sounds like you're really trying to support your students, you know, support their learning by allowing for a lot of engagement. Yeah, these quizzes as well, because they're not the main assessment piece in my course, they also actually have unlimited attempts after that class. So I have them do it closed book in class first with me sort of supervising them. But then after that, they can go in and try to do the quiz again and try to get 100% at it. So they have sort of, in addition to the Kahoot and the first attempt at the quiz, they have multiple attempts at the same questions to once again, just keep that repetitive retrieval process. Right. So I'm understanding that this really is a low stakes, formative feedback, formative assessment type of, of exercise. I'd be curious to know the sorts of question types that you're able to use in Kahoot. Yeah. When I was using the free trial, I was limited to true and false and multiple choice only. And they had quite stringent word limits or character limits. And then the premium version, which I have now, has opened up quite a lot. So I can do really easily the multiple choice and the true false still, of course, but with more character limit. And then I can have short answer. And I really like that. So I use where they have to actually enter a word or a number or something. I don't use it, but there's also a way to do equations and things like that within Kahoot. And then there's also brainstorming, which I've tried a couple of times. And it's a really weird feature. I haven't quite gotten the hang of it. You have students enter a whole bunch of ideas, and then they vote on each other's ideas. And I was hoping that this would maybe be used to sort of see where students are converging and maybe where they're really understanding the concepts. But I've found for myself so far, the brainstorming feature, it involves way too many inputs from the students and way too many votes. They And they sort of just, they showed me a little bit and they sort of just hit like on everything that goes past. And so it doesn't seem very discerning to me so far, but I do use it as a bit of a fun competitive piece. So I tend to prefer the ones that get points. So the ones that actually have a recorded answer. So they get points for correct answer and also how quickly they put it in. Ah, and then okay. there's a leaderboard and it's really interactive for the students. They get to see like their name rising on the scoreboard after every question or at the end, there's a podium for first, second, third. Right. Okay, so what I'm hearing from you is that there, with the premium version, there's a whole range of question types. So that in itself can be more engaging for students that it's not always a multiple choice that they're having to answer. Kahoot is famous in a sense for its gamification, right? It, it, it's like a game and, and students feel this competitive urge to try to perform. And, and indeed, it, it, you get caught right up in it trying to, to have the maximum score. Am I understanding also, though, then, the student's participation actually gets recorded. Are you able to go back later on and see who's been doing what? Not exactly. Um, part of the reason is because I want it to be a little bit less stressful, I allow them to put in pseudonyms. So they can put in a little nickname for themselves. And I don't have access in the same way that you would on Moodle to see um, sort of which pseudonym corresponds to which student. And I'm often actually just guessing as to who got the top score based on the pseudonym that they chose for themselves. Okay. Um, and that's partly because it's very public. Um, everyone sees the scoreboard. Everyone kind of can see who's at the top. And so 
I just didn't want it to become too much of a source of dissent within the class or even just like a a low self-esteem moment where someone always kind of sees that they're on the bottom of the pile. I wanted them to have that anonymity to play the game with a little bit lower stakes. And then in terms of if you did have them put in their actual name, you can't quite get the same data out of it that you would say Moodle, but you can go back and see when you played certain games and how many players you had. Because I use it anonymously, I actually haven't bothered to check out if I can look at the players themselves, but it does track participation really well. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like it's less important for you to actually allot participation points to students for this particular event that happens in class. And in one, I think students are probably motivated to participate because they know that attempting this will help them prepare for those quizzes that are so tightly connected. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. I make sure that they've all logged into Kahoot before uh-huh. I hit play. So based on how many people I see in the room, that's how many players I wait for. So I'm, I do ensure that everyone who's attending class is participating. Yeah, I, I'm interested in a couple of other things then based on what you just said. It, it sounds like that like with some of the other polling tools, if a student was absent from class, you kind of make those polls available to the students after the fact, but it sounds like that's not really applicable in your case. Is that correct? That's not how I use it, but I have noticed, um, and I have considered doing this. I would consider doing this in future as well. They have an option when you kind of finish making a Kahoot and you go to publish it, essentially, it sort of says, do you want to play now or do you want to assign to students? And so you can actually provide the link and assign it. You can probably save the link on Moodle or send it out to a particular student who missed class and say, play this Kahoot on your own and kind of assess your own learning. And then you're prepped for the quiz, that sort of thing. Um, I haven't gotten to that phase yet myself, but I've noticed that feature. And in addition, they have a courses feature where you can um, create multiple Kahoots in one course, they call it, and then you can assign that to students. So they would have access to sort of a package of cahoots that would be that would be just kind of linked to them to complete on their own time. Okay, so are you thinking maybe down the road, you might consider doing something like that? Yeah, absolutely. I think especially for students who miss class, that's an easy mm-hmm. place to start in terms right. of providing them with that review. I haven't been doing that this year, but I would in future. It's an interesting feature to me, the courses idea. I think that's something that I would consider, especially as sort of a final review package, having maybe even the same cahoots that we've done throughout the year linked together in a separate course as well, so that they can go through them again and have all of those same prompts and remember some of the the items that we'd already done, but that were several weeks and now kind of behind in their memory. Right. So rather than as a formative tool, as they're actually learning the material, it can serve well as a review package towards the end. I'm, yeah. I'm, curi- I'm curious to know how the students have received this. And, and if I may just add, is it true that it would be the same group of students that saw you use Kahoot before you had the premium package? And now that you have the premium package, you know, have you gotten any feedback now that you've been able to maybe provide a, a richer supply of different kinds of questions 
So, so what's, what's the students' feedback, essentially? Yeah, so this group of students, they were right at the tail end of my free trial. So when I was using Kahoot with them last semester, I was limited to group play. And so I had, um, I think it was only like two or three groups and the students would all get lumped together and then their answers would be compiled kind of thing. And then also what I'm hearing from them this semester, I think they really like playing independently for one thing. And then another is um, the short answer, although they don't love it. They're always like deer in the headlights when a short answer one comes up and they say, you can hear them in class saying things like, oh my gosh, I actually have to type something now. Like, I, oh, my brain is blanking. Um, I think that they find that that's a little bit stronger for the memory retrieval. And another piece, just kind of a funny anecdote on that, is a lot of them have trouble because it doesn't have predictive text. <laughs> and so sometimes they enter the right answer, but it's not spelled correctly and things like that. So it's an interesting cue for them. And because we're in the healthcare field, I always remind them that when you're charting or documenting, you won't have predictive text or spell check. So it's actually really good for them to have to um, oh. remember some of these conditions and diagnoses and how they're actually spelled without the help of technology. And then they also have mentioned that the brainstorming piece that I was talking about, where I haven't quite figured out how to use that, they kind of feel like it's it doesn't make much sense. Like okay. they're part of the reason why I'm confused by it is they show yeah. me while that's happening. Like, yeah, I just click like on everything and they keep popping up and I keep clicking like. And so it's sort of their their perception of that piece is is the same as mine, where I haven't quite found the utility for that function yet. But I admire that you and your students are at least willing to try and seeing if there are some any some benefits of that more tricky aspect of the polling. But it, it does sound like they do appreciate the, the greater variety of questions, especially, yeah, the text input, because that that is a different experience for the students rather than just choosing a correct answer. They're actually having to come up with the correct wording. It's really interesting that you mentioned that this has field application in terms of note taking or having to put in the, the right terminology and things and spell it correctly. So it's sort of a side effect that perhaps you didn't anticipate. Uh, I guess maybe just as a final question, would you, based on your experience then, recommend other instructors in your department or other departments to use this platform? Do you think it is a good tool to support student learning? I do. I do for, for review of content and to increase its student engagement when you're in a review session. I find they really respond to the game-based component and I've used other polling things, and, uh, and although you get student participation, this one I find more than others gets them kind of excited. Uh, they find it fun. I think it's something they look forward to, and that helps. Right, right. So it's not just doing the polling. It's the fact that there's this gamification. They're, they're trying to max their points, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And to keep students engaged in the class is half the battle, it seems, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So. Christina, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your insights about the use of this platform with us. Uh, I think your insights will be helpful for other instructors to hear about how you use Kahoot. So thank you very much. Thanks, Carl.